You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name is Ken Swanson. This is the AP Laboratory. It is the game preview edition for the game against the New England Patriots, one we are all very excited about, uh, obviously. It's a big game. It's probably one of the games that we've all circled. And uh, here to tell me, help me talk about this game, my dear pals. First, find him on Twitter at Chief in Carolina, Maddie Lane. How are you, my friend? Kent, I'm loving the energy you're bringing to this podcast. Tonight. I'm ready. You, let's you go. Are, you are turned up, as the Craig Stouts would say. You were, you were flying high. <laughs> Our third buddy here, Craig Stout. Find him on Twitter at Barley Hop. He is the youngest in the soul of all of us, despite being the most mature. How are you doing tonight, bud? I'm doing fantastic. I'm pretty sure I've never said that in my life. I <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oldest on the ID card, youngest in spirit, it's Craig Stout. How are you, friend? Oh, my God. All right. Well, Patriots week, <laughs> Kent's amped. That's, I'm ready, man. That That's one of us, so... <laughs> I'm low-key more excited for all of the college conference championships. Oh, man. Of course you I mean, are. Like, I'm excited for the Chiefs game. But uh, I'm me too. Me too. just as excited, if not more so, for all of these uh, championship games coming up before the Patriots game. That's probably because uh, all three of us have been cleared to go by the bosses, a.k.a. the wives, to go to the Senior Bowl. So uh, that might be part of it, but we're not here to talk about that. Uh, we're here to oh, talk about the New bye. England Patriots. Yeah, Maddie might be. Maddie, just go ahead and mute your line. Let's just go ahead and just get that out in front. Uh, there's three storylines on offense and defense we need to talk about with this football team uh, in a big game in Foxborough on the road. Uh, so uh, I think we got to start with this. The Patriots uh, have one of the best defenses in football, and we're going to talk about the offense for the Chiefs. And, uh, and the, the Patriots have one of the defense, the best defenses in football. They're very good up front. They've done a very good job with some of their games up front getting to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he started slow in every single game, all two of them, that he played against the Patriots. I think we're expecting some games up front, Maddie, especially with a struggling interior offensive line. Yeah, more so than even just the interior offensive line. If you go back to the Raiders game especially, as soon as the play started, if the Raiders knew, like the Chiefs run a lot of combination protections on their offensive line. So that means half of the offensive line is blocking a man, the other half is blocking a specific gap or kind of area on the offensive line. As soon as the Raiders determined which side was man blocking, they almost ran a stunt off of it every single time. Now, a lot of times that's a little bit delayed, so it kind of leans towards the fact that they were waiting to read the Chiefs' protection before they did it, but they still had a ton of success looping their defensive ends back inside or pulling their defensive tackles up and around the outside. They they called stunts, but they also ran these impromptu stunts nearly every pass rep that the Chiefs took, and they were finding a ton of success with it. They weren't just challenging the Chiefs blockers, whether they were the interior guys or the tackles one-on-one. 
They were making them work. They were making them handle these different guys looping around in different directions. And they didn't do a great job at it. Patrick Mahomes clearly doesn't feel comfortable when he sees stunts coming. There was more than once where he got out of the pocket the moment he kind of saw one happening in front of him. Now, maybe that was an internal clock timing thing for him, but he did not feel comfortable. It looked like when he saw a stunt coming. So the Chiefs are going to have to really clean that up with the Patriots coming up. I would expect them to do much of the same. And what the Patriots will do that the Raiders didn't, they'll also put seven guys on the line of scrimmage and make you guess which of these seven guys are coming. If all of them are, if only three of them are, they're going to add fake pressure on top of these stunts, real pressure on top of these stunts. It just makes it that much more difficult. So the communication's got to be on point this week. Somebody's got to sit Andy Heck down and teach him the definition of a stunt. Because oh, wow. he's terrible at picking them up, and he's been terrible at picking them up the entire time that he's been the Chiefs offensive line coach. He's gotten a lot out of a lot of dudes. Like, he's really gotten the most out of most of these guys, and they still can't seem to ever pick up a stunt. The Patriots are going to run them all the time. I think we expected maybe with Brendan Daly in-house, his ability to scheme up some of these things that the Chiefs are using on defense to get guys free we kind of hoped that those games up front in practice would help this offensive line prepare for some of those things a little bit more. It hasn't. They've arguably been worse this year. So we we just really need to make sure that, uh, that everything's covered because I think that they're going to have a lot of free rushers in Pat's lap this week. Um, it's either perfect timing for the Chiefs to get this challenge or terrible timing for the hmm. Chiefs to get this challenge. And we're going to find out this week whether or not, you know, which side of the coin that falls on. Because you, we, we kind of talked about a little bit here. Some of the games up front that the Raiders ran were getting home. But Patrick Mahomes was not hanging in there particularly <laughs> long either. So there's there's a lot of inconsistency um, going on with with quarterback and, and up front. There's just, I mean, that's just, that's what we're dealing with right now here. So, you know, I we're going to find out. You know, I obviously, you know, I, I think everyone in that building is up for the challenge. No doubt about it. I think this is going to be a sharp week, a focused week. You know, this team seems to, you know, play to the talent levels that they are, are facing uh, across the other side. So I, I think you're going to get the best effort for the Chiefs. Um, and, and it really ultimately could wind up benefiting this team in the long run if they can all kind of get things right up front and, and Pat can can play consistency and with some trust up front. I know he said he didn't trust or I know he said he had trust in the guys up front and all that stuff this week. And of course he's going to say that, but the tape says things there's there's more inconsistencies there than he's playing on. Going back to Andy Heck, I think he's done a great job kind of developing some guys in this offensive line. You can go back to Eric Fisher, LDT even though we may not love him anymore. Like he's gotten guys better. But something that he just has struggled to instill in these guys is getting their kick steps, their pass sets on the same page. If you go watch just about any pass rep, you'll find an offensive tackle and an offensive guard on entirely different levels, which makes it nearly impossible to pass off those stunts without letting the spear guy, the underneath player coming between you two. You, whether it's Eric Fisher or Andrew Wiley's inconsistent footwork, because both of them are a little inconsistent there, LET's footwork is just garbage in general, whereas Mitchell Schwartz is really good. So these guys are just always playing on a different level, and it makes these stunts impossible to pick up. And I don't think Andy Heck sees it as big of an issue as it clearly has been. 
judging by just like his interview that he had today where he was talking about it, he seemed to just talk about they needed to keep working on it and they'll figure it out. But I don't know what he seemed to think they're going to figure that out because this has been an issue for well over a year. Okay, so another thing that we're going to probably see in the game on uh, on Sunday is man coverage. This is something that uh, has given the Chiefs problems with lesser talent. Looking at you, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, they've they've had a hard time getting... You know, the Chiefs have had a hard time getting off man coverage. Tyreek Hill is certainly capable. Travis Kelsey, certainly capable. Um, but outside of that, there's a lot of question marks. Sammy Watkins, I think, when he's been locked in, when he's been healthy, has, has, has shown the ability to do that and win in contested areas. But... This is going to be a big challenge as it's ha- as it has been because you know Bill Belichick tries to make you play left-handed, so he's going to double Tyreek. Uh, they doubled Tyreek a lot last year in the AFC Championship game. Uh, they're probably going to put uh, Stephon Gilmore up against uh, Travis Kelsey. Maybe they put him up against uh, Sammy Watkins like they did last year. We'll find out. But they're going to really challenge you know to to try to take away your two best players. And then they're going to make McCall Hardman, Sammy Watkins, uh, Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle. And to this point, they just flat out haven't. It's been a really big struggle when teams have really challenged the Chiefs across the board with man coverage. Um, you know, McCall, you know, I think McCall might be able to, might be a guy that can, you know, spring free a few times, potentially if, you know, if he can get off the line, if he can beat that physical press coverage. And if he can, there's some lucrative opportunities there if, if the line holds up long enough. But I, it's not even just as simple as the explosive plays. They've got to be able to consistently move the football. And that's where it's going to be the biggest challenge for this football team this week is going to be the secondary guys, the, the secondary weapons, being able to beat tough man coverage and, 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 and present a, 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 uh, a receiver, a target for Patrick Mahomes. Something the Patriots will do that like the Colts and other teams that have played a lot of man coverage against the Chiefs didn't do as much. They will essentially leave very minimal or only one help defender against or with this man coverage. So they're going to man up on all your receivers and they are going to dedicate a safety to play over the top of Tyree Kill. And while this you know safety can come down and make plays elsewhere if he sees it, his first goal is to stay on top of Tyree Kill. If they do that again, that means they're going to have at most one extra defender out there to help. And usually, if it goes anything like either game last year, that guy will be a spy on Patrick Mahomes in case he breaks contain and tries to run or just extend the play. So when you put all these other guys that could be help defenders into other roles, that means you have true one-on-one matchups with all these other receivers, and they have the entire field to work with. If Travis Kelsey isn't split out away from all the trash near the – bulk of the formation near the trenches and they allow him to get jammed over and over again by a defensive end i may pull my hair out i may go over to kent's house and pull his hair out because i don't understand (laughs) how many times we will let the patriots jam kelsey with a defensive lineman that has no intention on doing anything but jamming him before getting into a route you need demarcus robinson to win you need mccall hardman to win in this pure one-on-one coverage but you need to get travis kelsey free and we really need Andy Reid to show up here. He's got to help these guys get free, get the running backs to pull these slow linebackers into coverage downfield, not just on swing passes, but make them run down the field vertically. We've seen the Chiefs hit the seams, the wheel routes, these running backs do it over and over again against this Patriots defense. 
Yeah, I, w- I was actually going to say the same thing. I'd run wheels. I'd run run more mesh. Try try and take advantage of these slow linebackers. Know that you are going to get a lot of man coverage. We basically know who's going to be on who. It's up to Sammy Watkins or Travis Kelsey, whoever doesn't draw Gilmore. It's up to Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman to be precise, to be clean with their breaks. Try and come up with some separation, getting in and out of breaks there. They've not been good at that at all this year. So that they've got to win on that front. If they do that, then the Patriots are going to have to change the way that they're covering guys. Maybe that can get Tyree Kill a little more free, Travis Kelsey a little more free, and, and then the Chiefs offense can move the ball a little better. One of the things you could see, too, um, when, when teams play in man coverage, um, and if they're playing in aggressive man coverage, uh, there's there's opportunities for the quarterback to spring free. Uh, so, you know, Patrick Mahomes has actually had some success running the football the last couple of weeks. I wonder if, if Bill is thinking he has to account for that a little bit with some of the stuff he does. That actually becomes a a a um, a, a plus for the Chiefs. The fact that, you know, he's some of the most explosive runs the last couple of weeks or three weeks has come with Patrick Mahomes' legs. Um, and maybe, that's, maybe that is why they showed some of the zone read stuff uh, in the second half, just to, to give the Patriots a look there. Very well could be, but um, I think broken plays in the past game, Patrick Mahomes using his legs, that's something to keep an eye on too. Okay, the running back rotation is another big question <clears throat> that we have to talk about here because a lot's in flux with this group. The Chiefs were leaning on Daryl Williams a lot last week. LaShawn McCoy has been in and out of the doghouse. Um, We've, we've had the load management conversation. We're going to find out if the load management thing is real or not, or if, or if LaShawn McCoy is just in the doghouse uh, because uh, the Chiefs have him. They have LaShawn McCoy, or they have Darwin Thompson, and they just signed Spencer Ware. That looks like the three running backs you're probably going into Foxborough with. Uh, Spencer Ware, I think, is here because of his ability uh, on third down uh, staying in and, and protecting Pats and, and, you know, ability to catch, you know, to catch the ball too. One of the best plays of his career happened the last time he was a chief. The last play he made as a chief was down the sidelines in the fourth quarter with 30 seconds left in the ASC championship game, putting the chiefs near uh, field goal position. So um, certainly, you know, that's his value. Darwin it, it's it's I, I don't think this is the week you throw him into the fire and say you're leading this you're leading this this uh, this committee here. I think LaShawn McCoy's got to be the guy. I think you you spell him with with Darwin with some touches, and then you know and LaShawn uh, and then and Spencer Ware can kind of help in pass protection and, and help catching the ball out of the backfield a little bit. I tend to think that we're going to see more LaShawn McCoy than anyone this week. This is the week to full release Darwin Thompson. You want to talk about a team that, <laughs> wow, this is it. I think it's a big spot for a rookie, but I just said it. The Patriots defense is not fast. Their players are simply, they are not a fast defense. Their linebackers especially are not fast players. I think you put your most dynamic running back out there more often. Now, with that said, I'm with you. LaShawn McCoy is going to get the bulk of the work. I don't even know if Spencer Ware is physically ready to play, but I could see him getting some third down reps where he has a, pass protection responsibilities or the ability to leak out on a route. I think he takes Daryl Williams role as he works back into shape pretty fluidly. He's just as good as Daryl Williams is right now, as long as he's mostly healthy in that general role. But I think what you want to see 
If Damien Williams can't go, you use Darwin Thompson the same way. He's your home run hitter. He's your dynamic space player. And if you can force Hightower or any other linebacker or safety on this Patriots team to play against him out in space, I think that's where you can have a lot of success. As much as I like LaShawn McCoy as the best runner on this team, the Patriots do a good job condensing the space in between the tackles, and I think that's where McCoy's vision and patience really shines. Darwin Thompson out around the edge in space, I think that's kind of where you can find a lot of success against the Patriots defense. Ken, that's two going for Darwin Thompson this Woo! week. I Last year, in 2018, playing with the Buffalo Bills, granted, different scheme, different running, you know, different offensive line, everything like that. LaShawn McCoy, in the first matchup with the Patriots, averaged 1.08 yards per carry. In the second matchup, he averaged 1.5 yards per carry. He was not good against the Patriots. Now, granted, there wasn't a whole lot that the Buffalo Bills had really to challenge the Patriots with. They could kind of sell out a little bit to stop LaShawn McCoy, but... Like Matt said, they they kind of muddy it up between the tackles a little bit. That's where his vision is. Get Darwin Thompson outside the tackles. I agree. He's a rookie. That Andy doesn't like using rookies, especially at running back, but he is that dynamic type of guy. We saw what Damian Williams did to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. I would use Darwin Thompson that same way, just like Matt said. What can I say? I'm a coward. Uh, okay, let's go to the players to watch. Craig, start us off. I'm going with Travis Kelsey. If Travis Kelsey has a big game, uh, I think it's over. I, I do, because I think that the Patriots are going to have to try and manipulate things to try and keep him out of the game. Bill Belichick is terrified of Travis Kelsey. If you listen to any of his press conferences, he talks about how Travis Kelsey is the best at that position, and he talks about him like he's a receiver. He talks about him like he's a tight end. Just he has so much respect for him. I think that he's so, probably so much emotion. He's yeah. just you know, hey, yeah. you know Travis no, Kelsey, hey, the greatest hey, player. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm practically squealing like a little schoolgirl. I mean, I'm just which, so elated. Which, which is the way that Bill squeals, by the way, like yeah, a schoolgirl. I'm, I'm just thrilled. It's, I mean, it's Travis eerie Kelsey to hear. Is, Travis Kelsey is the greatest player in the history of the world. And just like last week when I tried to play, praise the New York Jets as one of the best football teams <laughs> in the NFL. Uh, sorry. Anyways, continue. I, if Travis Kelsey can beat up on Stephon Gilmore a little bit, it's over because they're going to have to focus so much attention on Tyreek Hill. If they can get him free against Gilmore, I, I think that this game goes swings wildly towards the Chiefs' direction. I'm going to cheat. My player to watch is your entire interior offensive line. And I was going to go with Austin Ryder here. <laughs> I was going to go with effort. Austin Ryder because he's usually your free offensive lineman. He's the guy that is going to be picking up the majority of the interior blitzes. He's going to be the guy that is taking the looper on most of the stunts. However, against the Patriots defense that will play just as many two and three, four, one, zero down linemen sets as anybody else, there's going to be plenty of times where he has a guy lined up directly over him and he will be taken out of that free blocker role and it'll be pushed over to Andrew Wiley or LDT. So whoever your free blocker is on the interior has to be ready for delayed blitzes 
or the looping stunts to come in. You have to keep your head on a swivel. You cannot overcommit to helping somebody else. You can't get stuck in the mud, staring off into space. You have to be on your toes at all times. And that's something this team has not done in the past. So somebody on the interior, whoever is not have a guy with their hat on top of their hat has to be ready for the extra pressure coming from somewhere else. And they had to keep their eyes out for it. If they don't, it's going to be a long day for Pat again. Uh, I was going to go with McCole Hardman and I'm going to go with McCole Hardman really quick, just so I can do this Bill Belichick thing. Uh, this is Bill. Ch- this is this is Bill Belichick on McCole Hardman this week. Uh, he's a very explosive guy. He's uh, tough with the ball in his hands. Okay, Great anyways, hit. we're done with that. Um, <laughs> I know McCole needs McCole needs to to beat press coverage, and if he does, maybe he can get off for some explosive plays. But I'm gonna go with Patrick Mahomes. Mm. I you know we don't do Patrick Mahomes on players to watch. We never do. We kind of it's kind of a we rule. did it it's last like, week. Did we? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's it's been a rule in the past yeah. that we've not, and we haven't done it much. I think this is a massive week for Patrick Mahomes. I think that there are some indicators in the recent tape that show a little bit of timidity at times, um, a little bit of a lack of trust up front. I think this is the ultimate test. And, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, obviously this group's going to rise to the occasion. I think, you know, Patrick coming out of of all the stuff that he's been through with the injury history and all this stuff. This has been a very taxing, challenging season for that man. Uh, The best quarterback in football, by the way. I think it's time for him to show the world and remind the world who he is. And this is the perfect stage to do it. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to take a little bit more mental fortitude to trust some of the guys up front because it does look like he's shown a little bit of a lack of trust with some of the things that he's done on the field. Uh, But I think he's up for it. And I think this is a galvanizing moment potentially for this football team. I really do. I think this is an opportunity for them. Do you just throwing this out here because we didn't talk about it. It just popped into my head. Do you think that Bill Belichick tips his full hand against Patrick Mahomes this week? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they, they have a game to give. Uh, they can't lose again if they lost to the Chiefs this weekend. I just don't know if we will see I think, I think what we see in January. I think this race is tight enough for a bye and all that stuff that they don't want to tie up with the Bills potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think they I think they I I, I they they've they've made a concerted effort to slow Pat down twice. You know, or to, they to slow Pat down the first time too. So I mean, they I I think you see yeah. a lot. I th- I think he does a lot this week. But um, yeah, Pat, this is a big week for Pat, and I'm I'm excited because I think he wants this game too. So I think you're going to get the best version of Patrick Mahomes. We're going to talk about the defense right after this. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. 
And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, let's move on to the defensive side of the football. Um, it's not as daunting of a task as it has looked in the past going up against this New England Patriots team. But uh, just like Tom Brady, there's still some staples. Jules, Julian Edelman's. I, I, mm, I'm, I might rant about Tom Brady calling Julian Edelman Jules. Ugh. But I'm not going to. And James White. These are the two clear-cut uh, scariest matchups for this football team, Craig. Absolutely. The rest of it, Mohamed Sanu, uh, Ben Watson, uh, Nikhil they, Harry. Sanu. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jacoby Myers. Those guys aren't striking fear even into this secondary's, you know, hearts or anything like that. Julian Edelman has an opportunity to do a lot of damage in the middle of the field, and James White is going to do a lot of damage out of the backfield. Uh, both of those guys are are Tom Brady's favorite targets. Like he's going to throw so many times at those guys. If Julian Edelman gets 15 targets and James White gets 12 this week, I'm not going to be shocked because they should. The Chiefs are going to have to try and bracket Julian Edelman across the middle of the field, and they're going to have to try and put a safety, maybe even a corner on James White. Try and slow him down the best way that you can with the best coverage player that you can put on him because, frankly, the rest of those guys aren't dangerous enough to really do a ton of damage. They don't do a lot vertically down the field. It's it's a much more horizontal passing attack with lots of yards after the catch. So the Chiefs have to keep everything in front of them. They've got to keep guys near guys and tackle well, particularly with James White in open field there. I fully expect that those two are the guys that, regardless of what the Chiefs are going to do, they're going to get their numbers. It's just about mitigating what those two can do on offense. Well, it's a good thing for Jules that the uh, Chiefs have a top-tier slot cornerback that they acquired recently to go out there and help solve down. And when Tyron Matthews out there helping bracket Julian Edelman while Kendall Fuller plays safety or rides the bench, we can hopefully slow him down. I think the Texans showed a good plan on how you slow down the Patriots. Mm -hmm. You essentially double Edelman. You force Tom Brady to go elsewhere or to throw the ball to his running backs. It's hard to double Edelman out of the slot consistently, but I think you can do it. I think if you're using a player like the Honey Badger, that instance, he also can break off and make plays elsewhere. He is smart enough. He's too smart, some might say, and he's very good. To stop James White, I don't think the Chiefs have an answer. Dan Sorensen's proven he can't do it. He's shown in the past that he just his angles out to James White in the flat are just not good enough. He can't break down in space and stop James White. I think you if you put a linebacker on James White, you're just asking for trouble. Done. Maybe your best hope is with a Jordan Lucas 
who they've used in running backs in the past, but I still don't even love that matchup. That's just probably your best bet. So you don't really have a good way to counter James White other than just make sure you know where he is. Don't lose him like you lost Austin Eckler a few too many times. Just go out there and do that. You double Edelman. Make sure Tyron Matthews part of it. That way he can break off and help elsewhere. Find James White at all times. Maybe we see a little bit more Jordan Lucas. Maybe Armani Watts as well. I'm up for trying it. I don't think he has the athleticism to keep up. I think he would be worse off than Sorensen. But we've just seen Sorensen struggle in this role already. Since you brought up the Texans real quick, the Texans, uh, Julian Edelman, nobody likes Julian Edelman. Like, period. No one. In the league. No, fact. Tom Brady uh, does, he, but nobody he, else. Yeah, he's a dirty the player. The steroid industry uh, loves Julian Edelman. Yeah, the Texans had one of their linebackers drop and just lay into him at every single opportunity. I, mm. I can think of no better way to utilize Damian Wilson and Anthony Hitchens than to just put a shoulder into Julian Edelman's chest all game long. I would I would like to see that personally. <laughs> that would be a delight. Uh, Craig, you wanted to talk about s- securing Sony Michelle. Go ahead. Sony Michelle has not been particularly good this year. He's averaging 3.5 yards per carry, just like the rest of the Patriots' run game. Sony Michelle, they they gamble a lot with a lot of their blocking assignments, and they force Sony Michelle to make people miss in the backfield in the gap. The Chiefs have to contain him. They can contain him. They they like to wham block their three, you know, the three techs. They like to pull guys around and take advantage of some slower defensive linemen. The Chiefs actually have some pretty decent penetrators on the defensive line. They've got to get downhill in a hurry. But Sony Michelle will make linebackers miss in the backfield. They'll make guys miss in the gap. And that's where they get the majority of their explosive plays. We've seen far too many explosive plays this year out of the Chiefs defense, particularly lately and in the run game. Sony Michelle will turn those around and gain 14, 15, 20 yards out of the play. They have to bring him down when they have the opportunities in the backfield because you want Tom Brady to be in second and nine. He's not been particularly great this year. So you got to limit that on first down. Don't allow them to have chunk plays like that because they will continue to pound the rock throughout the game even when it's not working. So limiting him becomes a very, very important thing for this defense. Sony Michelle sparks zero fear in me whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know what has happened to him. I mean, I know it's injury-related, but since he left Georgia, this man has lost every bit of lateral explosion that he showed and that made him special at Georgia, and it's just simply not come back. He runs hard. He has solid vision. He's got still got a good linear burst, but he's just not the same player he ever was, and the more touches he gets in a game, the worse he gets. His best outage in terms of total yards just comes when they feed him the rock over and over again, and he pounds forward for three yards, for three yards, Mm -hmm. maybe a touchdown because they're on the goal line. Like, he doesn't scare me, and if the Chiefs get run over by Sony Michelle and this Patriots run blocking unit, that's a huge problem. Except for the run game doesn't matter, so it really doesn't scare me at all. Stop James White. <laughs> Stop Jules. Uh, the Patriots took Sony Michelle before Lamar Jackson uh, was selected. So whoops. Uh, 
I would put in a running back joke, but that's a very sore subject on Twitter these days to call Lamar Jackson a running back. So I think the joke is even if they moved Lamar Jackson to running back, they'd be more successful than Sony Michelle. But they could have the quarterback of the future too instead. Actually, they, <laughs> Lamar's playing better than Tom. Let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. Speaking I mean, of Tom, Mitchell Trubisky's playing better than Tom. So, oh. Well, Tom Brady slander here. Fact. Boy, we are playing with fire, fellas. Uh, but the next subject is about Thomas Brady. Uh, he's He's been getting pressured at a pretty high rate because of this offensive line. And he's not been great against pressure, has he, Matty? This is not the GOAT quarterback that you've seen in Tom Brady throughout the last couple of even last year. You pressure Tom Brady, he's immediately finding the soft spot in behind your pressure, and he's hitting it every single time. Say it's not open, he's had some of the best pocket footwork you've ever seen out of a quarterback to play this game, and he avoids it just by taking the most subtle steps you can. This year, my man's eyesight must be going with old age. I don't know what it is, but he does not, he looks like a quarterback that doesn't know what to do when he gets pressured. If you can cover his first read, which is almost always going to be a Julian Edelman or a James White, with pressure coming, Tom Brady, more often than not, is holding the ball too long. He is sliding just straight up in the pocket and just kind of waiting to get hit. He still keeps his eyes downfield. I'm not saying he won't make some passes against pressure, but if you rattle him, which is easily done this year, you can really throw him off his game, and we've seen the worst Tom Brady ever. He probably was better his first year starting than he's been this year. And a lot of it right now is he just looks very, very uncomfortable under pressure. You make him move off his spot at all, and he he will not have a good game if you can make that happen. Over the past couple of weeks, Isaiah Wynn is back at left tackle. That makes a big difference for this team because, frankly, Marshall Newhouse was almost as bad as Cam Irving was. So it, it was really bad over there. But over the past couple of weeks with Isaiah Wynn back, they have really struggled to pick up blitzes from the secondary. Steve Spagnuolo loves to bring those. I, I, They've been getting free looks the past couple weeks. And Tom Brady, like, <laughs> like Maddie was saying, doesn't make those subtle adjustments, doesn't avoid the pressure. Now he just Peyton Manning's it in turtles. Like the moment the dude comes free and breaks the line, he hits the deck. He takes that sack every single time now he's not standing in there and delivering he's not trying to avoid it he's just taking it because it hurts too much he's already been sacked as many times this year as he was in the entirety of 2018 and there's four games left Chiefs need to bring some blitzes I get it Tom Brady's great against them Tom Brady's got good field vision but I'm telling you they can get in there they can make life uncomfortable for him and they change him as a passer he uh he's fallen out of throws like he'll just throw in like duck because yeah. he's trying to he's trying to save himself as much as he can. He's got a toe injury now. He's got um uh I, he's got a shoulder injury now. I mean I, I a lot he's is going a on. He's got a heart and maybe like a, a fuzzy eye. He's got pink eye. I'm just expecting that all these things are going to show up on the injury report tomorrow. Probably. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of fuel to the no one believes in us New England Patriots fire right now because everybody's betting against them. Um, I I think you can get after Tom Brady. I think you can affect Tom Brady. Here's one interesting note. Uh, the Ted Karras 
the center for the Patriots is now out. He's not going to play this week. The new center is Kirk Ferentz's son. And I don't know his first name. We're just going to call him Kirk Ferentz. James Ferentz. I think he's their third center this year. So they're uh, going to be challenged up front. The interior pressure could be very valuable. The quickest line to the quarterback is in the middle. Affect Tom Brady. Might win this football game. Uh, Chris Jones has seen... James Ferentz, when he played in Denver, by the way. Oh. Two years ago. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Players to watch. I am going with the man that finally gets his redemption game, Charvarius Ward. Charvarius oh. Ward made the interception that sent the Chiefs to the AFC Championship game. Charvarius Ward has to have a big game this week. Julian Edelman likes to run a lot of pivot routes. He likes to test the flexibility, the lateral agility of the cornerbacks that are guarding them. This entire group of cornerbacks has terrible lateral agility, including Charvarius Ward. We've seen a lot of outside releases that cut back inside, forcing the, the cornerback to have to cover a lot of space, make a lot of transitions. Charvarius Ward has to play really well on those because Julian Edelman will be able to create separation on him. He's got to be able to close on those quickly, defend them, and go get yourself an interception. Redeem, get that redemption one. That I am here. I will write the Charvarius Ward story this week if he comes back against Tom Brady after this last AFC Championship game and picks him off to ice the game. Can't kind of cheated by trying to take Patrick Mahomes. Just we don't do that around here. That's just a, such a chicken <laughs> move to ever pick Patrick Mahomes as your player to watch. But I'm gonna follow suit. I'm gonna go with Tyron Matthew. I think we're at the point now, especially the way he's playing, it's unfair to kind of pick him and say, "Hey, watch the guy that's lighting up the entire defense." But that fact, we're gonna go ahead and do that anyway. We're picking Tyron Matthew because, like I said, I think he's gonna play most of the slot cornerback reps like he has been. That means he's going to be matched up with Julian Edelman a lot. I think the Chiefs are smart enough not to ask him to follow Julian Edelman all over the field, doing all the little herky-jerk option routes that he likes to do, but to put him as part of that double, as part of that bracket on Julian Edelman, to take him if he comes to a specific direction. And if he's not, that frees him up to play in that kind of intermediate and shallow zone that Tom Brady really wants to throw the football in. If he does have Julian Edelman, I trust him in coverage more than any other defensive player on this entire team. If he can help slow down Julian Edelman, he might even get a multiple chances the way Tom Brady's forcing the ball into Jules to make another play on the ball, come with another interception. He is the guy that this defense has needed these last few years that can make a game-changing play on any given play, and he's done it multiple times this year. He's the defensive playmaker the team's been missing, especially not from the defensive line. You're starting to see that really come to fruition now, and I think this is another game for the Chiefs to kind of flex his flexibility and his ability to impact the game in different ways. For me, it's Chris Jones. Uh, That's another pretty lame answer. Uh, (laughs) Almost went with Colin Saunders because I think they're going to drop Colin, and Colin's going to get an interception. Ooh. Yeah, is he going to be able to reach up, up there up for it? No, I mean, it, but Tom's just Tom's just he's off his game. Uh, Chris Jones, I think he's a guy that they the Chiefs need him to affect Tom. 
and I think he's uniquely capable, especially if he gets lined up at all against a third-string center. We've seen Chris Jones There's do no a good touching. job of collapsing the pocket this year. He's done some good jobs. He's done a good job you know, getting his hands up and, and, and challenging uh, and contesting some passes and getting some pass deflections. I think this is a game where you could see uh, the Chiefs, you know, try to try to to unleash Chris Jones on on a on a uh, James Ferrance. Is that what you said? Yes, James Ferrance. I don't even know his name. Uh, but Colin Saunders too. Colin Saunders could sneak in there and maybe maybe you know line up over there and and try to win with power a little bit too. So, um, but I, I think you know the Chiefs need to get some interior pressure. They need to affect Tom that way. Uh, and and I think you know they, they've got the horses to do it. Let's go to the score predictions, guys. Craig, what you got? Oh, I'm picking a Chiefs win. Uh, I think it's going to be a tight one. The phones aren't going to work. The communication's going to be poor, and the Patriots' defense is for real. But that being said, I think that Steve Spagnola will do enough with his blitz packages, enough mixing up in coverages and enough work on the back end to limit some of the things that the Patriots can do, they're still going to score. James White's going to score. Julian Edelman's going to move the ball. I just There's no way that the Chiefs can stop both of them, I think, based on the personnel that they have currently. So I'm going with Chiefs 31, Patriots 28. Craig's out here picking all these points in this game. Like the Chiefs defense hasn't been playing better. Like the Patriots don't have one of the best defenses in the entire NFL. He's out here combining for almost 60 points. Is crazy talk. Chiefs are going to win 30 to 27. <laughs> much, much lower scoring here. Significantly. So this, this game scares me. I don't like playing the Patriots. I don't like playing Bill Belichick. It has nothing to do with the team. I don't like playing Bill Belichick when he's coming off of a loss. Any other team, I don't buy the narrative that a team's going to come out hungrier or more motivated or whatever to win a game. I do think that Bill Belichick coming off a loss is more likely to pull out a lot more stops. He's more likely to dig deep into the bag of Bill Belichick tricks or treats, whatever he wants to call them. I don't know. He never went to Randy Moss's Halloween party. I'm not sure how that goes He calls them saltines because he's so boring. His, his bag yeah. of salt. No, times. don't, 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 don't stop. <laughs> Bill Belichick is a hero, an American hero. I like him. I'm, so, not, I'm not afraid to say that. But. So I, I don't like playing the Patriots off of this loss. However, you cannot watch the Patriots play football and have faith that they are beating a single quality team going into it. You just can't. Their offense has been that putrid. Their defense is amazing, but you've seen some of the kinks these last couple weeks. They've played good teams. They're not a fast defense. They are missing some glue guys in the secondary that hold it all together that they always have. There is a chance to attack the Patriots defense, and I don't know what the Patriots offense does to scare anybody in the NFL that has won more than four games this year. I hate that there is so many reasons to pick the Chiefs to win this football game. <laughs> I am actively terrified to pick this team to win the game because it makes way too much sense. But here's the thing. I think the Chiefs were the better team the last time these two matched up. I really do. They should have won that football game. I'm terrified 
to pick the Chiefs to win this game. But I'm going to. 27-21 Chiefs. Defense looks pretty good. Pay, uh, the offense does enough. And they win the game. Why not? I'm done. I, 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 I don't feel good about it, but I'm going to pick it. Because... I I I I think this team I think this team is 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 very focused this week. I think they know that they need to kind of get things right. I don't think things have been particularly clean for them. I think that they've been looking to this game for a long time, and I think Patrick Mahomes has been looking for this game for a long time. And I can't wait to see what kind of show he puts on at 3:25 with Tony Romo just gushing over the entire performance. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode. We will be back next week to break down what happened in this game. We will catch you later. Bring the good playbook, Andy. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this podcast came from SaaS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA.